Hello! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 219, the one where I still don't have my... Oh, the sound effect's not working. My <laughs> stupid ass Atomic Purple Xbox controller. You said ass! I, I don't think that matters. <laughs> no, I don't think it does. So... All right. All right. I saw that that you you bought the atomic. What is it actually called? Uh, Phantom Magenta. Phantom Magenta. All right. So, so tell us. So the full story is, uh, X Microsoft announced that they have have two new Xbox Ooh. controller designs. One is Phantom Magenta, aka friggin' Atomic Purple, because mm -hmm. it's like clear you know it's clear at the top and then like purple on the bottom but it's basically atomic purple i love the videos they put oh of, yeah of their controllers on their on their yeah YouTube. no it's great and they they know this is a big deal because they've been making extra videos about it they announced another like a camo white controller at the same time nobody gives a damn about that one <laughs> um so as, as soon as it went up i pre-ordered it on microsoft store uh, like mm -hmm. a few weeks go by, um, and I see that Amazon that eventually had it up for pre-order. So I decided, you know what? I'd rather get it from Amazon. I'll get the Amazon points on my credit card, and it'll be there. I know it'll be there within a day or two. So I cancel the Microsoft order. I buy it on Amazon. It's it's supposed to come out yesterday, and they updated it to say that it will ship in late April. Come on, man. So I canceled that and ordered it from Microsoft again, and it'll be here by the end of the week. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Is that a production issue? I think it's an Amazon thing. Because of the virus? Yeah. I think it's because they are, it's, everything's like delayed mm -hmm. on their end in terms of delivery. No, that so, makes sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I, I, I was hoping I would get it now so I can unbox it on the show and make a big yeah. deal out of it. But, uh, Follow me on Twitter at WoolWolfDammit for my chronicles <laughs> of uh, getting this stupid controller. And special thanks to Josh Just the Hair for writing this week's introduction. I'm sorry I could not get the Mario soundboard working to censor the F word. Oh, that's what that was? Yeah, that's what that was. I thought you were just going to have a beep. Anyway, hello. Shut it down. Hello, Zombie Moose. Hello, Dante Mira. Hello, JT Mitchell. Hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here. But a special hello to... Anchor Shukla and Card Collector 102579. Thank you for being members over on YouTube. Over here on YouTube. Um, All right. We got a lot of things happened this week. Yeah. Everybody decided to have announcements today. Uh, today. This week. So um, on Monday, we already knew that we were going to get an Indie World. Uh, No, on Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday. Uh, the whole, all the days blurred together this week. Oh, yeah. Tuesday, we got an Indie World uh, presentation from Nintendo. We got a whole bunch of new indie games that we're going to talk about. The day before that, we got Xbox Series X specs. Is that Monday? Yes. Uh, there was no real announcement. There was no like video or pompous circumstance. Microsoft just dumped information about the Series X, like tech specs, uh, the controller, uh, expandable memory, like all the hardware stuff you need to know. Yeah, so that happened on Monday. And today, mm -hmm. Sony or PlayStation did a did a kind of like a conference. It was basically their GDC talk. Yeah, because yeah, GDC was canceled. Instead of talking about PlayStation 5 there, they just broadcasted what would have been their 
press conference on it or their GDC conference on it to the world. Yes. And because of that, people were like disappointed because it wasn't yeah. like actual news. It was just their GDC talk. Including Mobique, who donated a thousand R's. What is in that? The Super Ch- uh, I'll look it up. He says it's red. I've never seen red before. He says uh, PS5 spec presentation, more like PS5 spec presentation. He says PS is like fifteen dollars. Our coin is is doing bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, thank you for the thousand. Or we'll just say it's a thousand. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Uh, yeah, it's I watched the, the Argentinian whole thing. pesos. I watched the whole presentation. Yeah, uh, uh, it was. It, it was. It was like I was in a class. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look. But that's I what like GDC Mark is. I like Mark Cerny as much as the next guy, but don't have him announce your console. Pe- people were just. All right, we'll get to that. We're going to yeah. get to that. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, something. I, f- I feel like I need to like bring the dog in and do like an apology section of this podcast <laughs> because of what happened last week. Um, we talked about E3. Yes. And I apparently uh, got a lot of crap for my stance on how I didn't like how E3 opened up to the public, mm-hmm. which is it. All right. I, we've talked about this extensively. Um. And I only got crap for it last week. And I think it's because I didn't elaborate and I didn't, you know, talk about it the way I usually talk about it. I just kind of assumed every, we were all on the same page. Right. Um, it's not that E3 opened up to the public. It's that E3 opened up to the public. I wasn't set up for it. That's my problem with E3, in case there was any confusion with that. I love PAX. That's open to the public. There's not the, it's way better than E3 because it's set up to be open for the public. I think people thought I was like, uh, thought myself as above regular, you know, attendees because we're media. I feel like I need to walk back and talk about the timeline of E3. Uh, the first year you went, that, that wasn't gamer passes, right? No, it was. It was. Okay. Yeah. So I went, I've been going for a couple of years. Uh, the first time me and Will went together, uh, we were only able to get gamer passes. So we went in as general public, as regular people. But we were there to cover, we were there, we were given gamer passes by Bandai. We were there to cover Bandai's booth. We weren't allowed to bring cameras in. And the second day, we weren't allowed to bring backpacks in. So we had to smuggle all of our equipment in. That's what we're talking about when we say that it's not set up for the general public. That's the type of stuff I'm talking about. That year was the year we went to go see uh, Pokemon Let's Go and Smash Brothers. And they had the Warp Pipe Pass. Nintendo had the Warp Pipe Pass. And we were able to cover it perfectly fine because we were able to make appointments through the Warp Pipe Pass, which was available for everybody. The general public. If the whole convention was set up like that, it would have been awesome. Unfortunately, it wasn't. So the whole rest of the convention was a crap show because we were there to cover the event and weren't able to do so. Uh, However, PAX is set up for the general public and we're able to do whatever the hell we want because it's awesome. That's what I mean when I say that I don't like that E3's open up to the general public because it's not set up for that. It's not that I don't like that they opened it up for the, to the general public. It's that they didn't do anything to change their stuff and open it up to the general public. They, they tried to keep the illusion that this was an industry only 
event while also trying to get more people to come and opening it up to more people without scaling themselves and without like accommodating everyone they thought the answer was you know basically treat anybody with a gamer pass like crap yeah yeah no (laughs) really anybody with a media pass a little bit better yeah another thing that i think we got crap for was saying that they should have a day that's only media and that that day is first Mm -hmm. uh i got crap for that even though that was your idea (laughs) (laughs) um and I, I think you also said that they sh- they should uh, uh, separate journalists and uh, and influencers, right? And I got really mad because I was yes. like, "But we are the media. What right. makes us different than the media? Uh, because it's our job to cover it too, you know?" Right? No, yeah. I did, and I, and I that I might have gotten more... construed as us being more important than the general public, right? Um, which I don't think so. It. it I wouldn't mind if it's everybody all at once. I wouldn't mind that. Only if it's set up to be that way. Unfortunately, it's never going to be that way because the IGNs of the world are always going to get first dibs on everything. And then that makes our lives way harder because it's our jobs too to cover this stuff. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I said, you know, maybe they should split it, media and influencers. Also too, you know, the, the general media basically stays the same like over the years. There's a new, uh, YouTuber, instagram person twitch person every single day like Mm -hmm. it's scaling much more exponentially than you know old school media that's why i thought you know maybe split it so that you know if they can accommodate the more growing number of influencers than there are as traditional media because that pretty much stays stagnant well we we need to be able to compete with those people though right and we wouldn't be able to if they're always getting the games early and getting getting in on the on the good stuff you know what i mean yeah, uh, I think Nintendo had it set up perfectly. If yeah. you want, go on your phone, make an appointment, play whatever the hell you want. You get a certain mm-hmm. time, play it, and anybody can do it. That was awesome. Unfortunately, it filled up completely for PAX yeah. this year, so it didn't work out that great this year. But that one year, 2018, it worked awesome. Um, so again, not a problem that E3 will open up to the general public. It's a problem that they weren't set up to open it up to the general public. The problem is not the public, and the problem is was and always has been the esa and how they set up e3 so i'm sorry about how i said it (laughs) and not what i said i feel like this would have been better had you just written it out in notes on your phone took a screenshot and put it on twitter yeah i know i i but i mean i didn't do anything wrong (laughs) anyway uh now we can finally talk about we'll talk about the indie world first yeah, most people here like Nintendo stuff, so I feel like we got to get into the Nintendo stuff first. Uh, unfortunately, once again, couldn't find a list that has pictures that's in uh, chronological order. So we're gonna go here to uh, Nintendo Life. Should I do it backwards? Yeah, let's go from the bottom up. All right, so we can save the big one for last. Uh, we got this game called Skyrocket. I forgot what this was. I don't remember I don't... this at all, and I saw yeah, the whole direct. <laughs> the hell is this? I watched the direct, and I don't remember this. I don't remember this at all. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a, like a Saturday morning uh, Astro Boy. Yeah. 
That's weird. I don't remember that at all. Okay, anyway, moving out, which looks like a... Oh, you know what? This was part of the montage that they played at the end, probably. Oh. Moving out, I think, was part of the montage. But moving out, I think they talked about in the December indie world. Uh, Yeah, no. Moving out, I remember. This is like a Frogger situation. Yeah. This uh, looks, looks fun. Looks like a Frogger meets Overcooked. Yeah. But it's about moving stuff. Get to the Frogger part so I don't look like an idiot. Is it made by the people who made Overcooked? Because uh, it's very similar to Overcooked. SMG Studios. All right. Well, while you look that up, uh, oh, when is this coming out? April 28th. So very soon. Then there's this game, which also confuses me. This game is called Eldest Souls, and it reminds me of a game. The reason I bought the PlayStation Vita a game called Titan Souls. Do you remember that game? Yes. Uh, it reminds me of that. That was like a Zelda at that was like a Zelda meets um Shadow of the Colossus. Mm -hmm. That's what Titan Souls was. Uh, and it was awesome. This kind of reminds me of that. I don't think it's made by the same people. I actually can't find any information on Fallen Flag Studio. Their website only has this one game. All right, so it's probably just the only thing they've made. It says, set in a grim, dark fantasy world, Eldest Souls uh, innovates boss rush gameplay. Oh, it is boss rush, just like Titan Souls was. With a high level of combat customization, be among the first to take up the challenge when Eldest Souls launches on Nintendo Switch as a timed exclusive this summer. I think everything was a timed exclusive. <laughs> that was the theme of the whole presentation yeah. was timed exclusive everything. Did you do any research? Yeah, no, they that? didn't they didn't make uh overcooked. Ah, just heavily inspired. Yeah. This game called what is this game called? Faria? Faria. I don't remember this one either. <laughs> oh no, this is the okay. This looks like a Hearthstone situation. Oh, yeah. It's like a Hearthstone meets Catan because there's like octagonal tiles. Yeah. Hexagonal tiles, whatever. Uh, Yep. I'm going to skip right over that because we don't play card games. Nope. Hearthstone was good, though. I played a little bit of Hearthstone. Uh, Pixel Junk Eden 2. Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, Jump, spin, and swing, and take out invading creatures to collect pollen and grow gardens back to full bloom. Along the way, you'll encounter a host of creatures and beautifully realized alien worlds to explore and liberate. Wallow in a feeling of synesthesia as the art and Glad exquisite music it. from Bayonne envelops your mind and soul and you, your grimp, and the delightful aesthetics of Pixel Junk Eden become one. Enjoy this Wonderland alone or with a friend via local multiplayer when Pixel Junk Eden launches on the Nintendo Switch this summer. They kept saying Grimp. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next was this game called The Good Life. Uh, this one was weird. Yeah. You play as a cat and also a dog and also this woman. <laughs> well, you're a woman by day and a cat and or dog by night. And you also ride a sheep. Yes. Uh, yeah. this, this was the one made by Swery, right? Swery? Yeah. The, the creator of Deadly Premonition. It says White Owls, Inc. That's his company. Oh, you, okay. Yeah. Swery is, uh, the, the creator of Deadly Premonition. And he's like, he's an, he's an eccentric. Okay. Um, 
and he makes eccentric games. So I feel like this is along those lines. This is very eccentric. This looks yeah. like a kind of like a almost like a point and click. Yeah, but, but you control. I got I got Mr. Uh, Professor Layton vibes from it, and I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's just the European. It's more setting. of an op like. Uh, the, well, how am I drawing a blank here? These well, you walk around and just talk to people. That's the game. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Um, Quantum League. This was a weird one. So this is a time travel competitive shooter. Yes. So, uh, it's. 3v3? Yeah, it's 3v3, except it's three of you versus three of the other person. Yeah, and every time you die, not only do you respawn, but your previous play session also respawns. So, like, that will continue to act out what you did while you go and try something else. Right. Yeah. Or it looked like he just uh, purposely re respawned, right? Like, like maybe you hit a button and you replay what just happened, right, right? And then you can walk alongside your past self, right? But basically, every playthrough you do during that match, like, appears with you at the same. It gets time. recorded and and yeah. happens at once. The, the yeah. what they this is a different trailer than what they played that I'm watching. Yeah, right what now. they played looked. Like very small and limited. Like the stages looked very confined. Yeah, this does not look like that. I mean, yeah, it, lo it looks still looks a little confined, but the stages look way more elaborate than they did in yeah. the, in the trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, in the trailer, they just showed three people run out on one side, three people run out on the other side, and then they're like, "But those are all instances of you." And then they showed yeah. how uh one player did all of that. It's very weird. This could either be really cool or really just Morphe's Law. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm willing to give it a shot, but I I could see I could see this uh being a being a head scratcher. I could see this yeah. uh being a cool idea and not working in practice. But uh, I'm willing to give it a shot and see. Cause like, what do you like? How do you plan for that? Like, like your first two instances, like, what are you going to do? Are you just going to run out, hide, and shoot in one spot, hoping that the guy's going to land in that one spot? Yeah, I guess, you know, you try, you know, to do your best the first time, and then the second time, you know, you let them go out, and then you try to find something else to do. I guess. I don't know. Anyway, the next game's called Summer in Mara. Yes. From Chibug. Uh, take care of your own island and explore the ocean in this farming adventure. Discover the story of Koa. This uh, We're getting Animal Crossing on Friday. <laughs> Discover the story of Koa in a game that combines farming, crafting, and exploring in a tropical arch archipelago. I only messed that up once. With a colorful style and strong narrative, Summer in Mara launches first on Nintendo Switch as a timed exclusive this spring. Yeah, this just looks like a little more uh, Animal Crossing situation. This looks like a hangout game. We just go in and hang out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to be doing that with Animal Crossing. Look, you get cute I little know. backpacks, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else. There looks like there's like a story or something going on here. Like maybe there's there's more to it than yeah. just like a farming simulator. Uh, Next. 
Cyanide and Happiness Freak Apocalypse. You liked uh, South Park. Yes, yes. Will and this looks this? like it's a similar vein. Um, it looks very similar. I don't know if the combat's the same. The, the combat in South Park was uh, very Paper Mario-esque. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this one is going to do anything similar to that. Uh, turn-based. Yeah. Well, uh, Paper... Paper Mario and South Park were like this weird like time turn based. So like you you find your position in a grid, you select your move, but then like you have to time your attack with a button press in order to do the most amount of damage. Okay. Yeah. Uh so this was a Kickstarter game, Freak Apocalypse. Yeah. Cyanide and Happiness. Love their cartoons. Great cartoons. Yeah. Uh yeah, this was a Kickstarter project. That was a while ago. So we knew it was coming out. I did not know mm-hmm. it was coming to Switch, which yeah. is great. And it's great that they put it in a, a Nintendo Indie World uh, because it's probably going to be very vulgar. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it says what type of game it is. I mean, I mean, it looks like a sort it, of an RPG. It says adventure game. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm getting a lot of uh, South Park vibes. But yeah, what's the? Is there combat? There might not be combat. Well, no, because the the art has a guy with a crowbar, like a green blood crowbar. That is true. Is there a freaking... The game will be a new approach to a point-and-click adventures game uh, filled with dark comedy, drama, weirdness, and an apocalypse in the suburbs. This is the first time we're making something set in the uh, unified Sign and Happiness universe, so we're completely excited to be making this for you looks like a point and click game that's what it seems like to me uh you play as coop go away weirdo mccarthy (laughs) (laughs) and all you want to do is make the world a better place the trouble is nobody likes you school sucks uh you can't find a prom date everybody bullies you including your teachers and your attempts to help only make things worse Get ready for a world full of weirdness when Cyanide and Happiness Freak Apocalypse Part 1 launches for Nintendo Switch as a timed console exclusive this spring. I didn't know it was going to be... I didn't know it was going to go to Switch first. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially as a Kickstarter project. Alright. So, I mean, I'm not going to... I mean, I'm excited that that's coming out. I like Cyanide and Happiness. I'm probably not going to get it. Uh, I would like to check it out. Like, if it's ever on sale. <laughs> Good. If we get a code, you're going to get it. Sweet. Bio Interstellar Arc, otherwise known as Bark. <laughs> we got a Fogs contender here, Will. Yeah, buddy. This is from TikTok Games. I looked actually looked up if this was associated with the social media app. It is not. <laughs> is they spell with K's? Do they? TikTok does, right? I I don't know. I'm too Come old on, for that. Come on, dude. Yeah, they spell with K's. These people spell with C's. See, it's different. Uh, Anyway, it's time for pugs, cats, bears, and bunnies to save the solar system. Call your friends over to pilot powerful yet adorable ships as you team up against waves of enemies in a side-scrolling shooter. Bark blasts off first on Nintendo Switch as a timed console exclusive in late 2020. Uh, Yeah, so it's like a a bullet hell shooter. But you can play with friends. And I think it's only local. You play as pets. We got to make it easier to have these games online. Yeah. Because right now, we're social distancing. Yeah. You can't come over to play with me. Right? 
Mm-hmm. Next, we got I Am Dead, which is which wins the award for best title. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird one. I was getting like Untitled Goose Game vibes at first. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to make of this until like they kept, you know, I saw more of the trailer. Yeah, so it's basically strange. like you're a ghost and you have to like solve mysteries, but like nobody knows you're solving mysteries. Yeah, you don't find out that you're a ghost until like halfway through the trailer. Yeah. It goes, I am dead. And then you. The only problem is I am dead. And then you see the title of the game. Uh, I am dead is a charming puzzle adventure game from the creators of Hokum. Ho Hokum. Ho Hokum. And Wilmot's Warehouse. I've never heard of that one. About exploring the afterlife, I Am Dead launches first on Nintendo Switch as a timed console exclusive later this year. Ho Hokum. I know this game. I know this game. I know this game. I know this game. This is a Vita situation. Right? Yes. I might give that a shot. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Baldo. Oh, this was that Italian made uh anime game. Miscusi. Yeah. <laughs> uh yes. <laughs> it looks like a Ghibli uh film. Mm-hmm. Uh meet many weird and funny characters and become immersed in the amazing world of Baldo, an action adventure RPG full of puzzles, intriguing gameplay mechanics, and intricate dungeons to solve uh to solve spread through a while spread through a wide interactive open world. Baldo launches first on Nintendo Switch as a timed exclusive this summer. Uh There it is. Yeah, this looks like an yeah. anime. Yeah. Uh it looks very good, like visually at least. Uh there's a link here. It says Switch timed exclusive Baldo is giving us serious Studio Ghibli feels. This was what they opened the the thing up with, with this game called Blue Fire. Yes. And this game looked sick. And my chat was going like, yo, this game looks sick. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a, it's like a weird ninja platformer. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. There, there didn't seem to be a lot of combat in it. Well, there was. There is, but uh, it looks but, more like a platformer. Yeah. Or like a platform... I was going to say puzzler, but no. It's just an action platformer. Yeah. Um, it looks sick. I'm down for that. Yeah. We, we don't have enough uh, action platformers going a on right now. 3D action platformer specifically. Yes, yes. We got a lot of 2D stuff. We need yeah. some more 3D stuff. Like this with, with like great level design. Yeah. I mean, we don't know if it's great level design, but it looks like great level design. Yeah. Um, embark on an extraordinary journey through the uh, desolate, desol- desolated... Kingdom of, of Penumbra and discover the hidden secrets of this long forgotten land. Explore mystical temples, encounter survivors, and take on strange quests to collect valuable items. A dark world awaits when Blue Fire launches first on Nintendo Switch as a time exclusive this summer. I'm definitely going to get that. That looks really good. I think I froze. You did. But you're still, <laughs> your, your audio is still here. Yeah. So, uh, are you good on your end? Do, yeah, can you see yourself uh, on your end? I can see myself like in our Google Hangouts. Um, All right. Then you know what I gotta do? I gotta, I gotta close you and and then come back. I'll be right back. All right.
Goodbye, everybody. Boop, boop. There you go. Now you're back. Hello, Look everybody. Oh, no, you froze anyway. <laughs> you, you came back for like a split second and then you froze again. All right. Well, he's just going to be frozen for a, for a little bit. Yep. I I'll hope you like I'll, frozen well. I'll restart it again when we get through this. All right. Uh, it's been a while since I've looked at the chat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the last campfire. Yes. Uh, I don't remember this one. Oh, hello, games. hello, games. Yeah, from the people who made No Man's Sky and Joe Danger. Right. You read it. I've been reading all these. All right. Discover a beautiful wilderness filled with lost folk, strange creatures, and mysterious ruins as you journey to the light of the last campfire. Uh, as you journey to light the last campfire. Sorry. Experience a truly moving tale of magic and mystery when the last campfire launches for Nintendo Switch this summer. Uh, I was I was making so we did like a like a watch along. Yeah. That you can watch on youtube.com slash wolfdenvods. Um I was making a lot of fun of uh, Hello Games when this was happening. Because I was like, Sean Murray, you better have something good to say. <laughs> he brought someone else on with him. Yeah. Uh, I think you could tell like he was nervous about like announcing another game. <laughs> yeah, about like being in public again. But yeah. I mean, No Man's Sky had a good resurgence after a while. Yeah. They came back pretty strong. Yeah, uh, especially after that a terrible launch, um, they learned a lot of lessons from that launch. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had no idea they were working on a new game, a completely different game. Yeah, and this is nowhere close to No Man's Sky. This mm -hmm. is just a regular old game. They're not trying to have these ridiculous claims that it's like an endless, uh, you know, procedurally generated, massively open yeah. universe. Yeah, so this looks good. It's just mm -hmm. like a little, uh, like a dungeon crawling uh, situation. It looks like yeah, Zelda with um, no combat. Uh, you know, puzzles to solve, Zelda style dungeon puzzles. Yeah, so that looks good. Uh, I might play that. Lastly, the one that they saved is their one more thing. Yeah. Exit the Gungeon, which I didn't know was happening. And apparently, we knew about this already. Did you know about this? I had no idea. I had no idea either. But I realized I just made an I don't know gesture and nobody can see me do that because I'm frozen. <laughs> um, this looks sick. It's yeah. Enter the Gungeon, but 2D. Yes. I mean, Exit the Gungeon is a bullet hell dungeon climber uh, immediately following the events of Enter the Gungeon armed with an, e with an ever-changing weapon, an insatiable need to loot, and a trusty dodge roll. Each of our heroes must ascend and escape via their own unique route of increasingly perilous elevators. Exit the Gungeon launches on Nintendo Switch as a timed exclusive later today. So this is out right now for you to play on your Nintendo Switch and Switch Lite. So before the indie world happened, uh, the eShop was down. And it was down for a long time. Yeah, well, it wasn't just the eShop. It was like... Network Xbox services. Live and PSN as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was just uh, uh, Nintendo Network Services. Well, I was trying to finish a freaking video about uh, yeah transferring accounts, the Nintendo accounts, and it wouldn't let me freaking capture any footage because it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, and then it worked. It started working after the indie world, and I thought maybe that they were going to 
announce something or something was going to happen. Um, but this had nothing to do with that, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we got Exit of the Gungeon. It's out already. That yeah. was a complete shock. I did not get a chance to play it. Uh, I will probably purchase it tonight and give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, it looks really good. I liked Enter the Gungeon. That was really good. Uh, I don't know how I feel about a 2D one. I mean, I like 2D games, but this yeah. looks impossible. Look at all those bullets flying all over yeah. the place. This is like this looks like way harder than Contra, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's a bullet hell. Those I mean, they specifically went in the bullet hell direction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, I'm going to give it a shot. We'll yeah. see. I don't know. I, again, I don't know when they announced this. I, I saw an article back in January when I was Maybe. doing a little research. Uh, I don't know if they announced it before that, but it seems like this came out of nowhere and it's fully developed and out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I'm going to attempt to fix you again. All right. Everybody look at uh, my good buddy Greg for a minute. While I call Will back. Hey, Will's here. Wow. Uh, We got it. You know what we got to do next? What do we got to do? We got to we got to try Skype. Okay. Here's why: because they do 1080 60. Okay. Um, it'll just destroy your resources. That's fine. So overall, how do we think about this indie world, Will? Um, it was okay. I yeah, I think it was good. I mean, we we already got one in December. Yeah, I mean, it was basically just like a collection of smaller games that of uh, that they're announcing that they have in the pipeline that they wanted to show off um that will be coming out this year or maybe later. Um there were a couple other games that we didn't mention that they announced. Uh Wingspan, Super Liminal, Sky Children of the Light, Ghost of a Tale, Dicey Dungeons, uh Bounty Battle and Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Yeah. That Xbox One Blair Witch game, it's coming to Switch. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Underscore just uh, wrote in the chat, um, Exit the the Gungeon first came out on the iOS Arcade. Oh. I didn't know that. Is it free? Like with your subscription? Wait a minute. If it's in Arcade, yeah. That's true. The Apple Arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you play it on that? I don't know. Let's Poorly. download it. Let's freaking download it. Uh, I think people are upset because we haven't gotten a Nintendo Direct in a while. Yeah, people want like the Nintendo Direct. They want the next Mario game to be announced. They want Breath of the Wild 2 announced. They want a date and a demo for Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, I'm getting uh, Exit the Gungeon right now. Wow. Yeah, we, we need some freaking release dates for some games for this year for for nintendo um indie games are good though i'm cool with indie games yeah i mean we were just at pax and we saw a bunch of indie games that are coming out this year too so Mm -hmm. uh we got our we got our fill of indie games yeah and then there are a lot of games here like i would like to play like the last campfire um blair witch i would i would play that on the switch over xbox one uh bark (laughs) Uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of people that either don't like indie games or are completely overwhelmed, uh, underwhelmed by indie games. Yeah. So 
I could see where the disappointment comes from. I just don't, uh, I don't relate. <laughs> yeah. Like I like this stuff. Like this is, th- th- this is good for me. Like when I'm watching a Nintendo direct and they sneak in some games like this, I'm like, I'm totally on board. Um, although I still would like a Nintendo direct sometimes. Yeah. So there's word that there, the rumor is that the rumor was that there was going to be an indie direct this week. And then next week, there's going to be an actual Nintendo Direct. And the Indie World one came true. Yeah. So that means next week, there's it's likely that we get a Nintendo Direct. However, Sakurai, Mr. Smash Brothers himself, yeah, uh, said that because of the coronavirus, uh, there might be some delays in the Smash DLC fighters. Um, they don't... It's unclear whether or not it's multiple fighters, whether or not it's just one fighter, whether or not it's the next fighter, or maybe ones in the future. Right. Um, that could potentially postpone a potential Nintendo Direct. So maybe there's supposed to be a Nintendo Direct next week, but we still don't know if it's actually going to happen because of the coronavirus. Right. Um, but it could. It's it's it, it. I mean, part of the rumor came true already. So we... I, I I think it's pretty safe to say they're they want to do a Nintendo Direct. It's just are they actually going to pull the trigger on it? Yeah. But we'll find out next week, and I bet it's going to be on Thursday when uh, we can't talk about it. Yeah. So we'll just make a Wolfden Live, what we think is going to be in the direct, and then next week we'll talk about how wrong we are. Yes. 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 Uh, overall, I thought that was a pretty good indie world. Mm-hmm. Um. But again. I'll 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 wait for an actual Nintendo Direct for some for to be real hyped up and to or to be real disappointed. Yeah. We also need a new Smash fighter. It's been a well, long time. When did uh what's his face come out? Blast Smash fighter. Uh January? Okay. Cuz it's not like they do a Smash fighter a month. They're like there's a there's a gap in between. So they're think, probably going to wait it's 3 months. Well, they're probably going to wait a little bit longer because, you know, it's the next, you know, fighter pass. It's not True. like, you know, just the next in, you know, the regular lineup. But we need to know who it is. Yeah, Usually they, pro- they say who it is and then they wait a month and then they release it. Yeah, but they probably won't say that for a while, mm-hmm. I'd imagine. I think next Nintendo Direct, we're going to we're gonna know who the next DLC fighter is. Maybe. Freaking drop it. And it's going to be someone good because Byleth uh, <laughs> was a little disappointing to everybody. All Goku, right. you heard it here first. Goku's going to be a new Smash Fighter. I, yeah. Sakurai told me. Uh, who? Where are we? N- Nasty Navi. Thank you for the four months on Twitch. I appreciate it. Luke Antone, thank you for the 17 months on Twitch. We got Sergio Arroyo. I say that right every time. With yeah. $2, says Will Hackerman. Uh, yes. <laughs> Good one, Will. <laughs> Video punks with $5. Why do I feel obligated to be high while playing some of these indies? Because they're high when they're developing them. Yeah. Yeah, they, they want they want you to experience the game they the way they made it. Yes. Uh, Cafe Com Geeks with 5.22 Rs. Brazilian dollars. Ruples. <laughs> hey, Wolf Bros, here's a dollar. To get something out of Wood's Dollar Switch game video, stay safe. Did Wood do a Dollar Switch? I guess so. 
which is one of the videos he he DM'd me and said, hey, I like this video you did. Can I steal the idea? That literally <laughs> happened. <laughs> I think that was cheap eShop games. I don't think that was dollar. At least he asked. Or was it free game? I don't know. What It was one of the stupid eShop videos. Anyway. At least he asked. Dark type with $5. This super chat is for everyone in chat that won't shut the hell up about getting your attention. Also, you better stream Exit the Gungeon sometime. I would like to. I'm going to stream tomorrow, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. I don't know what I'm going to stream. I'm going to try to get Animal Crossing early, but we'll see how that happens. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what I'll stream. I'm going to hopefully try to stream Animal Crossing, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to stream until Animal Crossing comes out, but I don't know what I'm going to stream before Animal Crossing comes out. Maybe I'll get my hands on Animal Crossing. Maybe I'll get the Japanese version. I don't know. Um, okay, we're caught up with Super Chat. Yes, now we move on to the next generation of consoles. Here we go, Will. All right. Dive right in. Last time we talked about the Xbox Series X, uh, we were told we didn't know what we were talking about. Yes. And well, I think the reason for that is because people are already starting the console wars. I think it's because we genuinely don't know what we're talking <laughs> about, but we act like we do with such confidence. That's how you have it, to be pisses people off that's listen if you say a lie with confidence then is it yes that that is (laughs) yeah anyway boom xbox series x a closer look at the technology powering the next generation there's the inside Ooh, blur that out eric put put a mosaic filter over that yeah can't see that so much nudity there's a giant space where the heat sink is yeah. Uh, where's the other picture? There's a better picture that like shows. Or was it an exploding GIF? I think it was an exploding GIF. Oh, unfortunate. Well, this whole there's like a giant space here. Uh, I don't want to read this whole thing. Is there a summary? <laughs> um, maybe. Why didn't we get the summary? I don't know. You posted it. Anyway, I'll read some of it. A few months ago, we revealed Xbox Series X, our fastest, most powerful console ever, designed for a console generation that has you, the player, at its center. When it is released this holiday season, Xbox Series X will set a new bar for performance, speed, and compatibility, all while allowing you to bring your gaming legacy forward with you and play thousands of games from four generations. Note how they didn't say all. That's important. (laughs) Recently, along with the tech uh, experts, Austin Evans and Digital Foundry. Wow. Yeah. Uh, We had the chance to take a closer look at some of the technologies that that are powering Xbox Series X and talk to the team about the choices they made when defining the next generation of gaming. See, look at that. So they got games journalists and an influencer. They're not playing favorites. There you go. I like that about Xbox. Um, we spent an entire day discussing everything from the console's custom processor and the latency uh, solutions to backward compatibility and visual enhancements. Editor's note, we'll be using some acronyms and discussing technologies in this post without always defining them. To that end, we've created an Xbox Series X glossary that contains many of these terms and more. We'll link out uh, where applicable. 
and you can check out the gloss the full glossary here as well as our features on the new xbox wireless controller and how the team is reducing latency let's see this glossary oh they put the glossary at the end i think yeah and i think they said they um you know they'll link out when a when applicable direct ml Machine learning for games with DirectML, a component of DirectX. DirectML leverages unprecedented hardware performance in a console, benefiting from over 24 teraflops of 16-bit float performance and over 97 tops trillion operations per second. Will froze again. Of 4-bit integer performance on Xbox Series X. Did you get all that? Did you write all that down? Uh, no, I was too busy looking at my frozen picture of me doing the one thing they tell you not to do <laughs> during this pandemic, which is touch your face. I legitimately have no idea what any of that means. 24 teraflops. It doesn't have 24 teraflops. That's too many teraflops. Yeah. Uh, um, machine learning can improve a wide range of areas such as making NPCs much smarter providing vastly more lifelike animation and greatly improving visual quality. Okay. Mm -hmm. Direct storage is an all new IO system designed specifically for gaming to unleash the full performance of the SSD and hardware decompression. So we're going to get to PlayStation, but PlayStation was making a big stink about their solid state drive. And they've already done that in a previous post. Talk about how big of a deal their solid state drive is. Mm-hmm. They were claiming it's different than just slapping a solid state drive in a in a console because the whole console is built around the solid state yeah. drive, so all of the components work together to be faster. It looks like Microsoft's doing the exact same thing. So yeah, uh, well, we'll get to Sony when we get to Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting ahead of ourselves here. Um, any other glossary terms? Latency. Latency refers to responsiveness of the uh, console and controller. <laughs> All right, let's let's go back to the main article, and if we got a link back, we'll link back. To Wait, T flops stand for trillion floating point operations per second, and is a measure of raw mathematical performance of a GPU. While Xbox Series X delivers twelve, see, I knew twenty four was too high. Twelve teraflops of thirty two bit float per- performance. Two times out of the Xbox One X, the architecture efficiently improves broad and efficient. I'm having the stroke already. There the it architecture is. efficiency improvements brought by AMD's RDNA 2 architecture plus our next generation features, such as variable rate shading and hardware accelerated direct X ray tracing means that Xbox Series X will deliver well over twice the effective graphics performance of Xbox One X for games. I need to just see what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just show me. Oh, there it is. (laughs) I clicked off and it's immediately there. All right. Did you have something you wanted to read? No. (laughs) Oh, you sounded like... I was was trying to get you to go back to the main article. Thanks, Will. You know, you're here too. You can do it. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Hold on, I'm going to unfreeze you, or attempt to. Boop. Hello? Hi. 
<laughs> now you're just ahead. All right. We'll deal with that. You're going to be that for a while. All right. Um, all right. I don't know what part we want to read here. Maybe I'll just go right to the... Uh, I'm going to go right to the specs uh, Okay. that they have here. So the CPU, eight cores, 3.8 gigahertz uh, custom Zen 2 CPU. So we knew it was a custom Zen 2 CPU. Yeah. Uh, I think we knew it was eight cores. I don't think yeah, we knew they, it was 3.8 gigahertz. They announced gigahertz. a lot of like these specs beforehand, I feel. They announced some of them, but this is the yeah. full... Shoot. Yeah, this is everything. This is the exact thing you're getting when the system launches. So the GPU is 12 teraflops, uh, mm-hmm. 52 CUs. This is the, today is the first time I ever heard about CUs in reference to computing. This is the first time I've heard about a lot of this crap. <laughs> uh, 1.825 gigahertz custom RDNA to GPU. Uh, die size. Now we're talking about die size. This is too much information. What the hell is die size? Uh, the size of the diode. Uh, f- we know what we're talking about Will. It's oh, the size true. of the diode. Will. <laughs> Let's. Is it part of the glossary? Uh, I didn't see it in there. What is this die size in CPUs? What difference does it make? Uh, to. A smaller die size also allows... What is the die size, though? What's the answer? If you look up with the correct spelling, you find that it means the size of the chunk on a silicon wafer that corresponds to one chip. Oh, so like that big-ass wafer that they make before they break it down into chips. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think it's the size of of what's on the CPU. Size of the chunk on a silicon wafer that corresponds to one chip. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah. the size of the freaking chip that actually does the stuff on the CPU. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, some of the, I've never seen some of these specs before. Process 7NM enhanced. <laughs> does that mean? Uh, this is why... This is, like, fascinating to me that they drop these specs... Before showing us, like, what a game looks like. You know what I mean? This is, it's very clear that the Series X is for the, not the power users, but the super power users. Like, this is for the person who upgrades their uh, graphics card every year because the thermal, you know, paste and whatnot isn't substantial to play the latest, you know, video game. But, well, A, those people are just going to get PCs. Right. And B, Sony's marketing it the same way. Yeah, but I feel like Sony, uh, at least they're announced to say, oh, maybe they did. I, I don't know. I, I dozed off like at least three times. <laughs> it was, it, it was, uh, it was a lot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, memory, 16 gigabytes, uh, GDDR6 uh, with a uh, 320B bus. Uh, I think that's the same as the as the PlayStation. We'll get to a comparison after we yeah. get to PlayStation. Uh, I know the Xbox One, at least the base model, I think has like six or eight uh, gigabytes of RAM. Oh, okay. Well, uh, uh, so I know Mark Cerny was talking about how the the they're they don't, they're not really concerned about the size of the memory. Yeah. Like they're not going too hard in the, with the size of the memory because they have SSDs. 
mm-hmm. so they can just pull from the SSD instead of the memory mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, uh, be significantly faster than it would have been if it was a hard drive anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, of course, memory is still useful, but uh, it's not like an insane leap ahead because uh, it's GDDR6 and they have solid state drives. Yeah. Um, internal storage, one terabyte. Yeah, one terabyte solid state. That is a necessity. Yes. Uh, and again, PlayStation today talked about how uh, you can, on a PlayStation, you could hook up an external hard drive. Well, if, we'll, we'll get to that one. We talk about Sony. All right, otherwise, well, we're just going to keep going back and forth, and we haven't even talked about what Sony's talking talked about yet. True. Um, so this will have one, the Xbox series X will have one terabyte of internal storage, a custom NVMe solid state drive. It will also have an expandable, basically memory card slot in the back where you can put in a custom made one terabyte, uh, NVMe SSD. Whoa, wait, wait. So that's the slot. That's the slot. That's the slot. Yes. <laughs> that's that's I'm not I'm not gonna make the joke I was gonna make. <laughs> Thank you. Uh back. Xbox Series X back. So when they leaked the back, there was this one slot that we thought was a dev slot. Yeah. But no, it's a storage expansion. It's um basically it's custom memory cards. Oh, I don't like that you that. just sl- slop into the back. And as of right now, it's like, I think that it's only like a terabyte, but the it was designed in a way so that it just, it plugs into the Xbox One X and acts exactly as the internal storage. So I guess it's proprietary in order to be as fast as the internal yes. SSD. Yeah. It's a, it's a proprietary, it's a proprietary um, card. That's upsetting. Uh, I mean, it it sounds necessary, but it's a little upsetting. Uh, yeah, because it'd be nice if it was like you know, I mean, compact flashes are expensive or so yeah. fast. Um, again, th- it's going to be uh, an NVMe um, hard drive or solid state drive, which is very expensive. I think it's like a hundred dollars for like a five hundred gig one mm-hmm. instead of just you know your regular size solid state drive. So it'll be interesting to see like how they sell that. Yeah, I this expansion card is going to be really expensive. Yeah. I think well, it says external storage uh USB 3.2 external H uh HDD support. So it sounds like you can just plug in a regular old hard drive. Oh, that's good. Do it. But, you know, and you know, Sony did talk about this too. It doesn't sound like you're going to get the full power of the xbox one x if you go that route yeah like if, if you store halo infinite on an external hard drive it's not going to run as well as if you were to store it on the internal ssd or this expanded memory ssd yeah if you're going to use an external drive that's for uh long-term storage mm-hmm. and then you you leave room on your one terabyte internal drive to dump some games onto when you're ready to play them. Yeah. I feel like 
you know, it also to an external hard drive might be, you know, good for like backwards compatible games and things like that. Like you probably won't need the full power of the Xbox one of uh, the Xbox series X to play like Shantae or something. But yeah, you know, if, I mean, if you're going to play Xbox one games or Xbox 360 games, you can probably play those off of the external drive. No problem. Yeah. But like for gear six, it's like you'll need to play it off the, the internal right. drive. Uh, so I guess if they still allow external drives, then having the expansion slot, not that big of a deal. I just assume that the internal storage isn't going to be that easy to upgrade on your own. Yeah. I don't think you can upgrade the internal storage. I think that's what the expansion port is for. Right. So, all right, that's fine. Uh, I I hate to keep comparing it to Sony because we're not there yet, but they're going to allow you to, to. Uh, user upgradable internal memory. Well, with caveats, and we'll get to that. When we get to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I/O throughput, uh, two point four gigabit raw, eight point four gigabit, uh, eight gigabits per second compressed with custom hardware decompression block. Not sure what, what that means. means. <laughs> um, four K Blu-ray drive and uh. Performance target 4K at 60 frames per second up to 120 frames per second. So that's the target. Yes. That means that they want games to be 4K 60. Yes. Uh, I think it's going to... I don't think many games are going to get there, but... uh, And nothing's going to be 120 for a while, I don't think. But I think maybe Halo 6 will be 4K 60. Yeah. um, Forza, probably. There'll probably be a patch for like Gears 5 to do 4k 60 yeah uh yeah i mean some xbox one games maybe because i mean Mm -hmm. those are running on xbox one right now so extra hardware why not yeah Uh, they're gonna need some texture pack oh no they won't they're gonna be 4k already so yeah just the frame rate really um anyway digital foundry did a deep dive uh Mm -hmm. i did not look i'm sure they have a video do they have a video their videos are great yeah uh, yes, they do have a video. Also, Austin Evans. That's what ray tracing looks like when it's off in uh, freaking Minecraft. That's what it looks like when it's on. That looks like a freaking uh, mod that I've seen yeah. before. Ray tracing is going to be the name of the game in the next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least Something we know everything about. At least Microsoft is showing some pictures, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they show a Gears demo. Well, just uh, like a picture. Yeah. Honestly, doesn't look that different. <laughs> Looks kind of the same. Well, you can see like the lighting effects. Yeah. It's different. I don't know if yeah. I would even. Yeah, no, it's a little more realistic. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, What's this little thing? Every uh, millisecond matters. Well, Fast. The- they're talking about like the big thing that they wanted to improve with the Series X was speed. Mm-hmm. You know, not just you know the fact that it has a solid state drive because they can do things faster with that. Um, the fact that a big thing they were pushing was like you can switch between games mid-game and not lose any progress. Yeah, it's something we talked about previously. They actually showed a demo for it, and yeah, there's a video if you scroll down, the quick resume tech demo. Uh oh, here it is. Yeah, like he switches between Ori and Forza and Hellblade, 
like in the middle of gameplay. Okay. It's actually pretty interesting because currently on the Xbox One, if you wanted to switch between games, one you had to close one out and then why, start the next one. Why couldn't they just full screen this video? This is weird. <laughs> this is a weird thing. I know. It's just a picture that they overlaid the gameplay. I got to replay this because I'm too, I'm too distracted by the terrible overlay. It looks like the same UI as an Xbox One X. It does. Which is leading me to believe that the uh, the Xbox One is going to get an update to just basically make it a Series X, but like low spec. Yeah, I think that that's possible. And that would be awesome. Yeah. But I'm still going to have to get the Series X because it's my damn job. Yep. I mean, there's still a load, but I guess it's not that much of a load. Yeah, I mean, it's a load. There's a load. Oh, it but- drops you right in the game. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and like if you keep watching the video, like he goes back and forth between that and Ori and um, Hellblade and State of Decay. Like he does it with a lot of games. Yeah, it just drops you right in. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, what happens if you just close the game entirely or turn off the Xbox? Is it is that it? Are you losing that progress? Uh, no. Okay. Since the game states are stored directly on the system's SSD, they'll even persist after you turn off the console, unplug it entirely, or even take a system update. Uh, One of the testers on the team unplugged his console for a week, then took an update, and was still able to continue right where he left off without so much as a loading screen. Wow. So I guess because it's saved in the solid state drive, like he can just resume where you were immediately, which is insane to think of. I wonder why it's taken so long to do that. I mean, because you have to, like, keep the game running, basically, in real time. <laughs> no. Yeah? No, it's just a save state. But the game is on. The game is on? But they, yeah. No, they turned the game off. You said they turned the game off. Right, but it's saving... It saves all the information... In the in the mem- local memory that the game is on, it's acting as if the game is on. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's a save yeah. state. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, come on. You well, <laughs> I don't think well, because on like a regular hard drive, like it has to spin, it has to like locate. Yeah, yeah it would take longer yeah. to load the state up right. on a regular hard drive. You're right. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's what it is then. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I reading before? Oh, every millisecond matters. Speaking of speed and latency, fast input scanning controller captures button presses as fast as two milliseconds sent via high bandwidth Xbox wireless protocol. More responsive than ever before. Your action is captured and synchronized super fast. Latency pipeline. Titles receive instantaneous input via dynamic latency input. Uh, Redesigned new input software stack with focus on latency. Fully decoupled frame buffering and latency. The ultimate player to game connection. Better synchronization between your console and TV. HDMI 2.1 gaming. High frame rate gaming with 120 FPS support. Instant synchronization via variable refresh rate, which we learned is uh, syncing the 
it's the opposite of G-Sync. Right. So it's syncing the monitor to the Xbox? Yes. Instead of the yes. Xbox to Yes, the say it with confidence and they'll believe yeah, you. That's true. Optimize your display with auto low latency mode. Fastest connection from console to display. That's some PC gaming nerd stuff right there. Yep. Did they specifically say monitor and not TV? Um, did they? No, they called it a display. Yeah. Oh, okay. Play it, play it safe. I wonder how many people, how many more people are going to be using a monitor instead of a TV? I don't think there's that many more people. Because this is going to be way more optimized for a monitor than it is for a, oh, absolutely. For a, a um, standard TV. Yeah, no, I, people are going to play this on their TV. I think they're overestimating who's going to be playing this on like a computer monitor. Right. I'm going to need to get a better monitor. Mm-hmm. Uh... Game compatibility continues in the next generation. The third and final pillar of the Xbox Series X is compatibility. Through the Xbox One generation, the team has shown their passion and commitment for compatibility, putting the player and their favorite games at the center of everything they do. As gamers themselves, they understood that we all have our favorite memories, franchises, or titles that we can that we want to continue to play even as technology and game design continues to advance. Uh, quote, they quoted themselves, the community's response to Phil's announcement of 360 backwards compatibility at E3 2015 was one of the biggest career highlights for me in my time as part of Team Xbox, said Ronald. Um, for the next generation, the team knew from the outset that they wanted to double down on compatibility. That vision helped influence the design of the system and through a combination of hardware and software, they committed themselves to ensuring that the thousands of games on Xbox One, including Xbox 360 and original Xbox games will play even better on Xbox Series X. The team came and told us about Xbox Series X. They said, what can you do with even more power? So the challenge was set. They gave us the Xbox One X, and it was like we got this big playground to play with, said Peggy Lowe, Principal Program Management Lead, Backward Compatibility. So she specifically... Yeah, Backwards Compatibility has their own team at Microsoft. That's amazing. Yeah. Then we got the Series X, and it was like we had a whole amusement park to play in. So... Xbox 360 games that run on Xbox uh, One X uh, look awesome. Yeah, they 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 do they did do a really good job. They look awesome and they run very well. Yeah, they did a like, great job. Like Red Dead Redemption uh, actually runs better on an Xbox One than it does on a 360. Yeah. So does like uh, Sonic Generations. Yeah, <laughs> like like a lot of weird stuff runs. Better. Yeah. Um, okay. I think we can leave it there with that. Yeah. Uh, so, but there there, is a, there is a whole article about the controller. Yes. That I want to get to because I, I need some, I need them to justify this horrific (laughs) D-pad. It's basically just an Xbox one controller. Yes. With Um, the D-pad of an elite controller. Yes. There's like... There's a few other like additions they made to it. See if right. I can 
So yeah, the big the big thing is the D pad. It's like this weird hybrid of like the Xbox One D pad and the Xbox uh, Elite controller D pad, like that circular disc one. They do address it. Yeah, right here. Xbox Wire. Why did you decide to change the design of the D pad? Ryan Whit Whittaker. The Whitaker. new D Whitaker. Yeah, Ryan Whitaker. The new D pad is about boosting performance and accessibility for all the ways people play. And it's one of my favorite parts of the new design. It's literally the biggest change. Uh, when looking at the wide range of game genres and personal play styles today, the D-pad is used in a lot of different ways. I got to pause, re-say what I said. It's not the biggest change. It's the biggest physical appearance change. The biggest change might be the connection, the way the, the low, yeah. low latency. Uh that's why our Elite controllers have swappable D-pads. For some games, having crisp cardinal directions up, down, left, right uh, with well-defined edges is what gamers need. And the cross is great for that. Some gamers need to hit accurate diagonals or perform sweep actions, which is where the faceted dish is designed to excel. And of course, based on personal play styles, some people just prefer one over the other. Building on what we learned from the Elite and watching how people use the D-pad, we designed a hybrid to deliver the best of both. It feels great. The slightly deeper dish gives your thumb a nice little home to sit in. The angles are finely tuned to give you a good amount of leverage with minimal movement. Gamers will notice a performance boost right out of the box. So it does scoop up a little bit. Yeah. That looks a little different than what an Elite controller looks like. Yeah, no, because it actually will... Because it's supposed to act as both a regular D-pad and as a dish D-pad. So they tried to, like, hit a middle ground between the two. Um, so, like, you know, the, the, the plus shape is much more well-defined so that you know where those are. Um, but if you're playing, like, Street Fighter... Mortal Kombat, you need to hit the directional uh, inputs accurately. That's where you use the dish. Yeah, that's like they're they're that's the play style where a dish comes in handy is fighting yeah, games, mostly fighting games. Yeah, but if you want to hit the diagonals, why are we not using a stick? Because a stick is not as accurate as a D pad. But it's not like the. It's not like the diagonal is a cardinal button. You're still rocking to that diagonal. No, it is. sometimes it is. If it's a true eight-way uh, D-pad, then it is. But is it? <laughs> I think this is. Because why else would you make it an eight-way D-pad? Uh, well, it's it. It's not physically an eight. Like we don't know what's under the D-pad. True. Like there would need to be a a diagonal button membrane yeah. under that D pad for this to make sense. And, and most D pads are just four ways. It's right. just if you hit the diagonal, it hits both buttons at the same time. Right. Um. That's why it's like if it's not if it's if this if it's not an eight way, just use a freaking use the thumbstick. You tell that to anybody who plays fighting games, and they will tell you it's otherwise it's like a freaking Genesis D pad. <laughs> True. It's reminding me a lot of a Genesis D-pad. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get. I mean, I get fighting games having notches on a thumbstick. I get that because then you get right in in that direction yeah. that you want. 
It's because too, like you can feel like where down, down, left, and left are on a D pad rather than a thumbstick. You just it's just circling around. That's true. Having so, the actual haptics that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's important. But but then why not just an actual D pad? Like the diagonal, like how much better is this going to be for diagonal input than just having? I, an I don't know. D-pad? We'll have to we'll have to enter Evo and find out. Yeah, I gotta play with this because I, I. It looks like you use it a lot differently. It looks like you put your thumb right in the middle and rock your thumb instead of yeah. actually like hitting the buttons. You know. Mm-hmm. So I gotta actually I gotta get my hands on this and actually use it because I'm not I'm not sold. But anyway, there's a lot of other changes. That's just yes. the biggest physical change. We talked already about how it uses a completely different uh, wireless signal that's proprietary to uh, well, this Xbox controller. It's uh, he, he says it's cross-compatible with Xbox Series X and Xbox One consoles. Mm-hmm. So it will work on Xbox One consoles in addition to Series X systems. But um, will it use the new Xbox... Uh, a controller uh, signal. According to Ryan Whitaker, it says they all work together with the same grade Xbox wireless radio. So I'm guessing it's the same proprietary signal as in the Xbox One X. Um, maybe what? like if you use the Series X as a special like additional processes that makes it go faster. Well, that's what I'm saying because that's called the dynamic latency input. Right. Uh, another area in which gamers are always looking for connectivity improvements is reducing latency. We're introducing a system-wide set of improvements we call dynamic latency input, which includes specific technology in the console and the HDMI connection to, to, to your TV. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. There's a special protocol for the controller to the console. Right. That's Xbox wireless radio. That's what they're calling it. Yeah. From the system to the con- from the system to the controller, it's the same thing that's on the Xbox One. No, there's a new one in in the Series X. There's a new oh the dynamic latency input. Well, that's what they're calling the whole thing. Unless I'm getting it all confused. I but think I, you are. I I remember them saying that the wireless band in this controller is a new thing that they developed. No, you can use an Xbox Series X controller on an Xbox One. Right. So uh, it is this. It's right. the same wireless protocol. It, is that written here? Yeah, I just read it two minutes ago. It, it, it's For- different. If it's using the same thing on an, on an Xbox One, that's... There's a difference between use... It could have both, is what I'm saying. It could have both a, a wireless band for an Xbox One and a wireless band for a Series X. It's th- this, is, this is what I said. I'm going to read it verbatim. You ready? Read it verbatim. First... We are supporting cross-compatibility between Xbox Series X and Xbox One consoles and controllers. They all work together with the same great Xbox wireless radio. Mm -hmm. So that tells me that it's the same proprietary signal for both the Xbox One and the Series X. Now, the controller is probably smart enough to know when it's connected to a Series X. So it can it can probably access this dynamic latency input, you know, with the help of the system in order to make sure everything runs much faster than it would on an Xbox One. Right. But so the dynamic latency input 
is about the whole pipeline from Correct. the controller it's to not the about monitor. the controller. Right. Uh, that said, it also has Bluetooth low energy for connection to PC, Android, and iOS devices. <laughs> and a USB-C port. Uh, Xbox wireless protocol. One of the first points to reduce latency is within the communication between your... I'm using the glossary. Well, this glossary is great. Okay. Uh, between your <laughs> controller and and your console. By bringing our ex existing high-band, low-latency wireless protocol on the Xbox One family of devices to the Series X, we're able to not only reduce latency in your gaming experience, but also ensure all of your existing Xbox One gaming accessories will be compatible on Xbox Series X. So it is the exact same thing. Thing. Will, you were right. Too bad you can't see me do my victory pose right now. Let so me please, everybody in the chat, use the hashtag Will was right. Let me try to get you back again. Please, please enjoy Greg for a second. Come on, come on. Am I back? Oh, you're back. Hey. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> All right. Um,. I think we're done with Xbox. Uh, well, real quick, they added a share button, like an official dedicated share oh, of button. Course. Of course. Um, and they added uh, grips and textures to the uh, shoulder buttons and the triggers. Oh, and they have the uh, vibrate. Yeah. The the the, the, the trigger. Or it's kind of like their version of HD rumble and the triggers. Yeah. Oh, and it's USB-C. Mm -hmm. It says P ins in the chat. Uh. I wonder if you can just plug it in and have the data transfer through the cable. Because... I think you can, because all because uh, the current Xbox One controller can do that. So I'd imagine they'd keep the same thing going. Good. Uh, we heard a lot about the controller already, though. Yeah. So it's not. It's not a lot of the stuff we heard about already. Right, but it, now we have like a, a cheat sheet of everything about the Series X that we can, you know, instantly, you know, reference if we need to. <laughs> now we can finally talk about, well, we can talk about these Super Chats that we got. Yes. We got Josh Tucker with a dollar. Thank you. Uh, we also got Hytham G with five bucks. Could Xbox Series X could win console battle against PS5 or the Switch? And also, I hope the MCC gets to the switch soon since it was on a ds kind of what is mcc uh, master chief collection because uh, yeah uh there was a halo ds game that was uh in development but canceled i wouldn't be surprised if they put master chief collection on switch uh i think again microsoft is going to do some weird sort of streaming thing for the switch yeah um could xbox series x win the console battle against ps5 or the Switch, he says. Or the Switch. <laughs> the Switch isn't competing. Yeah. Uh, that's why I didn't even bother mentioning the it's Switch. It's on another either. league. Um, it depends. If Sony really borks the PS5 launch, maybe. We'll... I mean, we're going to... There's going to be a... We're going to compare the two at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean, worldwide, I don't think Xbox has a chance. No. In America, I think they have a chance. I, I mean... <sighs> It seems to flop. I don't. I don't like flip flop. I don't think one company has ever won the console war two years in a row. Have, have they? Sony. 
Sony? PS1 and PS2, yeah. PS1? One? You would you would call that a winning? PS. If you look up the sales numbers, PS1 has a lot more oh. sold worldwide. Yeah, that's why. Okay. I know, it's weird because nobody we knew had a PlayStation. Right. PlayStation 1 nostalgia, it's there, but it's nowhere near as like big as N64 nostalgia. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, uh, PS1 and PS2 were the best-selling consoles of their generations. And I guess NES to SNES. Yeah. If we're going by sales numbers. Uh, right? SNES won that. In the long run, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if uh, I, I mean, I think worldwide, yeah, uh, PlayStation is going to win, but yeah, I think, uh, domestically, we don't know. Mm-hmm. It's up in the air. There is, there is room for Xbox to come steal the show. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Mega Man with 11 months in the row on Twitch says, yay. Yay. Thank you. Uh, all right. PS5 specs. Let's go. Let's dive right in. Here are the PS5 technical specs. We got eight Zen 2 cores, so just like the Xbox, except mm-hmm. it's 3.5 gigahertz. Yes. We The GPU is 10.28 teraflops. 36 CUs. A little bit less. A little bit less. Yeah. GPU architecture, custom RDNA 2. This seems very similar. The two consoles seem very similar. Yeah. Uh, memory interface 16 gigabytes gddr6 just like the xbox mm-hmm. uh, memory bandwidth 448 gigabytes per second uh internal storage custom 825 gigabyte solid state drive yeah that, that was the weird thing they didn't go the full terabyte <laughs> also the rumors were 500 gigs yeah that's uh, that's weird 825 yeah. that's super weird but th- so Mark Cerny was talking about how, uh, like a year ago when he announced some PlayStation Five specs, mm-hmm. he was talking about how their solid state drive is, is faster than anything that's commercially available. Right. It's immediately not true anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said something like, at the time, um, uh, the solid state they're they're also using NVMe solid states. At right. the time, it was a, like a two gigabyte per second read speed. Um, now, it's uh, commercial available drives are like seven point something gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so the PS5 uh, hard drive is like right in the middle. Um, it, it's because of the controller that's on the solid state drive. Yeah. Uh, that makes it faster than what it normally would be on a mm-hmm. commercial uh, computer. Yeah. Um, uh, they did say, like we were saying before, you can expand the memory. You can add your own uh, NVMe solid state drive. Uh, any any commercially available one um, that's approved by Sony, because like they're gonna go through. They're not gonna say which ones are approved at launch. Post launch, they're gonna go through all of the commercially available solid state drives and determine which ones are compatible with the PlayStation Five specifically. Right. Uh, yeah, it needs to be fast enough. It needs to be fast enough. It needs to like the physical dimensions of it apparently need to fit in the slot. But but yeah, that's that's reassuring that they that's pretty much confirms that they're allowing user upgradable storage. Yeah, on the main hard drive. 
Yeah, which which, is, they, which they've done with the PS3 and the PS4. Yeah, you can upgrade your, the hard drive to it, and it's good that you can do this as well. That, uh, and he also he also said you can use regular hard drives like the same way you can on the Series X. Right. You know, not as your main storage, but like as backups and for backwards compatible games. Yeah, so so you can plug in an external hard drive. It says right here, external storage USB HDD support. Yeah, uh, it doesn't say like Xbox said three USB three point two. This says just whatever i'm sure it's also like usb3 whatever but yeah mark cerny said use it for ps4 games maybe use it for ps3 games definitely uh but for ps5 games you want that stuff on your ssd yeah uh but yeah the xbox series x has that slot on the back that's up to a terabyte leads me to believe it might not be so easy to upgrade the storage yourself uh this seems like you'll be able to upgrade the storage yourself yeah so in the future yeah, no, for the for the xbox one they want for the xbox series x they want you to use their proprietary memory right it's like when you have to buy a hard drive for the 360 you had to use that their was hard drive. a crazy time yeah because those hard drives were expensive even though they were just regular hard drives in regular there. sata hard drives they were just inside this weird enclosure yeah when i worked at gamestop at the time freaking people were buying those left and right people would blow through hard drives they would trade them in uh buy them up it was crazy I think a lot of people just bought the four gigabyte model that too when when, when yeah. the when the uh slim ones came out yeah yeah i wasn't even thinking about that i was thinking of the original 360 with the giant enclosure oh on top. yeah because that also just had a regular hard drive inside yeah uh but that was that was way harder to swap out the uh slim model that was super easy to swap out but you still needed the enclosure yeah you can get those enclosures on amazon and just put a regular hard drive in there yeah but i think it needs custom firmware doesn't it i don't think it does i think you pop it in and it it automatically formats it i think don't quote me on that um Actually, no, I think you're right. <laughs> I, think, I think I remember James uh, did that, and he had to put something on it. Yeah. This is something we can easily find out with a Google search. But um, we won't. Uh, what? But we won't. But we won't. We'll just um, say It will also use um, Ultra HD Blu-rays, the 4K Blu-rays, up to 100 gigabytes per disc. Um, support for 4K uh, 120 hertz televisions, for, uh, 8K televisions, uh vrr specified by hdmi version 2.1 hold that means expandable storage nvme ssd slot so that's an additional slot to the internal storage well i think that is the expandable memory but that sounds extra that sounds like an additional thing what uh what website are you reading this from uh, the Kotaku article you plopped in. All right. I think I remember Mark Cerny saying that you could put it. Yeah, in. no, the expandable storage because you can't take the the SSD that comes to the PS5. You cannot take out. That would have that, been good to know when I was talking about the user upgradable storage. <laughs> well, that's the expandable storage is the usable upgrader upgrade, uh user upgradable storage. Okay. Okay, so so the so the hard drive that's this is the SSD that's in there when we get the console, you're not it's taking that it, thing out. Yeah, it stays there. But there's an additional slot that you can put a regular old NVMe hard drive in. Correct. Okay, so so that's all right. 
I'll allow that. So that is just like Xbox, except it's not proprietary. It's whatever hard drive you, you want. That's use, NVMe. You can use any Sony-approved uh, NVMe drive that you can get at Micro Center or Best Buy or whatnot. That's going to be a big deciding factor for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. I think that uh, that was a mistake on uh, Microsoft's part to make it proprietary. I see why they did it, but yeah. I think that PlayStation has a better solution. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's not like, because you can buy regular hard drives made by Seagate for the PS4 that are branded PS4 hard drives. They have them for Xbox also. They have them for Xbox also, but at the same time, you don't have to use those. You can get, you know, any, you know, Western Digital or whatever hard drive to put in your PS4. It doesn't matter. Um. Yeah. So never buy those hard drives. <laughs> yeah. Those are just marked up for no reason. Yeah. It's for moms that are trying to just buy something for their kids. Yeah. Um. But that's basically it for the specs. I mean, Mark Cerny talked for an hour. If you really are into these technical specs, go nuts about it. Yeah. Um. One thing he also mentioned he he made a big deal about the audio for it. The PS the PS5 is going to support uh what's called a Tempest. 3D audio tech. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's going to be, you know, long story short, it's going to be a much more in-depth uh, surround sound experience. Yeah, you know, I remember hearing able to, about that. And he used Dead Space as an example. He called it old school, which makes me feel like a grandfather. Um, <laughs> like, you'll be able to more accurately hear of uh, where the creatures are, in you know, in terms of, like, your spatial awareness. So the f- but he, he went like really in deep. Like he was talking about like the tech they use where like they can like take microphones and like figure out like how your ear works specifically. He was saying everybody- that even with just normal earbuds, it sounds way better. And right. But he was also about talking that. about like the tech they use because apparently everybody here th- hears things differently. Like mm-hmm. the way you hear is like a fingerprint. It's unique to you. Oh. So they're like using technology to figure that out for gaming. I think that's really cool uh, he spent the first half of the talk talking about the solid state drive and the second half yeah. of the talk talking about this uh uh audio technology and apparently there's a chip in there specifically for the 3d audio mm-hmm. uh i mean I, I i never i just use these earbuds for everything i wish i had some sort of 5.1 surround sound headset situation so that when i'm playing yeah. shooters i can tell where people are coming from but i i want earbuds i don't want over the ear headphones so if i can get yeah. that in an earbud that'd be awesome uh a lot of people were disappointed by this talk because it seemed like it was going to be a big announcement and it wasn't this is just what they were going to do at gdc but they decided to stream it instead because yeah. gdc got canceled or moved um I think maybe they should have marketed it more as this is a GDC talk. So to prepare people for like the nerdiness of, of what it was. Yeah. You know, I'm sure people would have eaten this up at GDC, but uh, unfortunately it got more eyeballs than it probably should have had on it. You know? Yeah. Uh, people wanted to see what the freaking thing was going to look like. Um. Otherwise, that's really all. I mean, the thing was an hour long, but really all we got were the technical specs. Yeah. They don't have a big blog post like uh, like Xbox did. They have an hour long video. And again, 
if you're into the technical specs, the video is actually pretty interesting. Mark yeah. Cerny goes way into detail about it. But he does have a very boring voice. Um, oh, we also have a Polygon article that looks like the same thing. Yeah. And, oh, the PlayStation blog. But this is more of the same. Yeah. Uh, ray tracing acceleration. Yeah. So that's all the same. So let's compare. Yes. I'll also say that the Xbox, we forgot to mention the Xbox Series X comes out. It says Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, they were saying holiday this year and then it got leaked that it was going to be Thanksgiving. I think they straight oh. up said Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I really hope it's not Thanksgiving Day <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Yeah. One, I, mean, I don't think it's going to be Thanksgiving Day. Um, and also usually better not be Black Friday. Usually when they say Thanksgiving, it means like the month of November. Right. I hope so. I, hope so. I mean, they, they, it would, it would be smart if they released it before Black Friday because everybody's mm-hmm. going to want to buy it on Black Friday. Yeah. Um, that would well, be so bad if you're going to make me buy this thing on Black Friday. And it would be really is bad. Tradi- Xbox be- is traditionally launched in November. Yeah. So. I'm just saying, don't do that week. <laughs> That'd be a terrible right. week. Um, And yeah, Thanksgiving. We got things to do on Thanksgiving. Here's the side-by-side from IGN. Um, can I zoom out, please? That looks terrible. Come on. Yeah, they're all... The original Xbox was uh, November 15th. The Xbox 360 was just as November. The Xbox One was November 22nd. So yeah, it's all November. Um, all right, here we go. The so the PlayStation. It's, I'm sorry, the Xbox Series X wins the CPU battle with uh, a point one extra gigahertz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or all right, so uh, it's Xbox Series X says three point eight gigahertz, whereas the PlayStation Five says three point five. But the Xbox Series X says three point six gigahertz with SMT. What does that mean? I don't know. Let's look up what SMT means. All right. And then while you do that, I'll say the PS5 also says it has variable frequency, which I think means it can adjust itself on the fly in order to better uh, better accommodate specific games. So SMT means simultaneous multi-threading. Abbreviated as SMT is a process of a CPU splitting each of its physical cores into virtual cores, which are known okay. as threads. This is done in order to increase performance and allow each core to run in two instruction streams at once. So that sounds like it's virtually 3.8, but it's actually 3.6. That's what it sounds like to me. If you ever look, if you ever like shop for a Mac computer, mm. like when you go to like to pick the processor, it'll say like, you know, three point whatever, Intel, whatever, uh, can be turbo boosted to like eight, uh, 4.8. So there are ways for processors to basically overclock themselves, either virtually or otherwise. Yeah, when you're shopping for CPUs, it'll say this many, like X amount of cores and X amount of virtual cores. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Macs say that too. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what that's what they're talking about. Yeah. So CPU marginally better on the Xbox Series X. Barely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they're both eight cores, and they're both Zen two cores. So. 
Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's really not that big of a difference. Uh, however, the GPU, 12 teraflops on the Xbox Series X and 10.28 teraflops on the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Mark Cerny went on a little bit of a tirade about how teraflops don't matter. <laughs> I think it's because they lost. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get I get his point because like they're down by like two teraflops. That's yeah. not going to be a big deal. Uh, and the Xbox Series X has 52 CUs. Is that computational units? Yes. Uh, and 1.825 gigahertz, whereas this is weird. The PlayStation 5 has 36 CUs, but 2.23 gigahertz. So more, but less. Right. <laughs> and again, at variable frequency. Uh, and the Xbox Series X says custom RDNA 2, and the PlayStation 5 doesn't say that. It's just this variable frequency. I but think I'm, it does have a custom RDNA 2. I think you're right, Will. And I'm going to go to the tech specs and double check to make sure. All right. While you do that, I'll say that they both have uh, 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 RAM. Um, the PlayStation 5 specifically mentions it's at 256-bit. Uh, uh, yes, they both have RDNA 2. Yeah. They're both custom RDNA 2s. Um, where were we? Oh, 256-bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Cerny went on a thing about how uh, the GDDR memory, uh, again, uh, isn't like they could have gone bigger, but they said that the uh, solid state drive makes it uh, not really relevant. Like they still yeah. use the memory, but uh, a lot of a lot more stuff can be held on the hard drive itself and just pulled straight from the hard drive. Yeah, uh, or pulled from the hard drive quicker and into the RAM quicker and like swapped out quicker. Mm -hmm. um, and the same thing goes for the Xbox Series X because it's the same. Uh, Trey Spiller, variable frequency means that the PlayStation CPU will be like a desktop. Uh, the five, the 3.5 is the PlayStation boost clock, so it will run most of the time under that and will run slower during long play sessions. I'd be surprised if the Xbox isn't also like that. I'm sure it's something similar. They, they probably aren't calling it, you know, variable frequency or whatnot, but I'm sure... So far, these are the exact same system. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's PlayStation loses in the hard drive uh, in the solid state drive space. Uh, theirs is again marginally, marginally smaller, smaller, very slightly smaller. But um, the expandable storage—it's proprietary on the Xbox Series X, and it's not on the PlayStation Five. Yes. So th that. I mean, even though the PlayStation 5 has a marginally sl smaller drive, it it's more easily user expandable. Yeah. So I think it I think it wins there. Uh Yeah, I don't It's unfortunate that they're so close, but the, the Xbox is still winning the numbers game. Right, you know? Um I would much rather Xbox win the console wars because I like that controller way more. I like playing games on my Xbox more than I like playing on PlayStation. I feel like it's important to point out at this point that I think with the exception... No, not even. Uh, the most powerful system doesn't necessarily win the console wars. Right, right, right. Because um, the NES was not the most powerful system when it came out. It won... Um, the Super Nintendo was not the most powerful system when it came out. It won. Uh, the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2, uh, the Wii, 
Um, even the Xbox 360 was not as powerful as the PS3. Um, this console generation, the PS4 was more powerful than the Xbox One, but then the Series X came out. Right. So. Um, yeah. It, it it So this doesn't necessarily mean that the Series X is going to come out on top. Right. But right now, people are crapping all over the PlayStation 5 because the, the specs aren't as The specs big. and their presentation has not been... Yeah, the presentation has, I guess you can say. They need s- some PR work, man. They need somebody to come over and be like, we got to do a glow up, you know? Because yeah. Xbox, they- every time they drop something, they got these cool graphics and stuff. They got some yeah. cinematography work. And all PlayStation has is Mark Cerny coming on and talking in a really calm voice about how cool of their, their technology is. They should bring back Kevin Butler. Yes. Yes. I mean, come on. <laughs> this thing better look awesome because we still don't know what it looks like. This picture is not what it looks like. That's just no, a PS4 yeah. That's uh, just a Pro. that's a PS4 Pro like shadowed out. Yeah, this thing better look dope when it comes out. It's gonna be a black box. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Um, but yeah, there's still. I mean, we need to see the games. Yeah, that's that's the deciding factor is going to be the games. One thing we didn't mention, um, Cerny did talk about backwards compatibility on the PS5. Yes, uh, he specifically mentioned that they're they've tested the top 100 PS4 games based on playtime, um, and those will be available to play on the PS4 within the launch window. Um, and I guess they'll add more PS4 games down the road because uh, they hard coded PS4 code into the system processor. He said that was talking about. Yeah, he said that was a better solution than what they did on the PS3, where they just put, they just stamped a PS2 emotion engine to the board. Right, I remember that. Uh, But and it was only some PS3s. Yeah, Um, it is only going to be compatible with about a hundred PS4 games at launch. They said nothing about PS3 or PS2 or PS1 games. Um, I think those are going to be locked to PlayStation now. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah, because I got a whole library of PS3 and PS2 games. I would love to sell my PS3 and PS4, but I have to keep them both for now. (laughs) Yeah, I think Xbox is going to win the backwards compatibility race. Oh, absolutely. Sony hasn't been good with backwards compatibility. They didn't say anything, but I feel like they will continue to add to their backwards compatibility library because there's still a lot of games that you can't play on Xbox One. Like you can't play. any of the halos you have to buy the master chief collection i don't know if they're gonna add those i think they're gonna well well all the bioshocks are backwards compatible you can still buy the bioshock collection Uh, that sounds like a that sounds like a 2k thing right but i mean phil spencer did say that he wants to make every microsoft first party title backwards compatible okay so i mean they did it with gears like gears one is backwards compatible even though there's a the an HD version of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's the problem. I think, you know, it's just where they, where they were in uh you know, just development or backwards compatibility by the time, you know, series X development started. I think there's, I, I mean, yeah, we still don't know anything. Uh, yeah. We're not going to know who's going to win until the three announcements, I think. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, even I, then, like, we don't know how much these consoles are going to cost and they will probably be very expensive. I think that's the biggest deciding factor when it comes yeah. to who's winning. Oh, oh absolutely. The cheapest absolutely. one 
seems to always come out on top. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Uh, and I mean, in 2013, once E3 happened, it was very clear who's who's winning that. Yeah. I was riding Xbox real high. I was like, everybody get the Xbox. It'd be awesome. Then they had the terrible 2013 E3 conference. And I was like, I mm-hmm. can't back this, <laughs> yeah. this company anymore. That's not looking too good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't count PlayStation out just because their specs are like marginally smaller. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to matter much. And uh, again, the user upgradable storage is a big plus. Mm-hmm. But price is price is going to be weird. These yeah. things are going to be expensive. Yeah, they've said one of the reasons why Sony hasn't really announced anything for the PS5 was because they're they're trying to figure out a price because right now it's very expensive. They were probably still working out the parts up mm-hmm. until like yeah. right before the GDC talk. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, do you are you swaying one way or the other? Will I got to no. get both? I don't want to get both. <laughs> I know this is definitely going to be a wait and see. I will. I'm telling you this now. I will not get either one of them this year. Okay. Uh, this is definitely going to be a wait for next year to see where the industry is at. Who's offering more things that, you know, in, are, is interesting to me. Maybe in the long run, I'll get both, but I'm only going to get one and I won't have that answer until next year. Yeah. We need more games. We need to see what games we're going to get. We need to see what games we're going to get. We need to see like certain features. And like you said, we need to see price. Yes. I always want to get the console that my friends are getting so that I could play games with them. Yeah. Uh, right now we got cross co- compatibility on a lot of games. Yeah. It, it, that, I that tried it. <laughs> I tried it with uh, um, Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone. I've been playing Call of Duty Warzone. It's awesome. I love Call yeah. of Duty Warzone. Um. Cross compatibility is a little wonky. It worked pretty good one night, and then one night it didn't work at all. Like, yeah. like I wasn't able to. So, the night it didn't work very well. I was there. We had three people playing. One was on PlayStation, one was on PC, and one was on Xbox One. Yeah. I was on Xbox One, and I wasn't able to hear the person on PlayStation. It was weird. Um, but it worked. Like we could play. It was just mm-hmm. a little. The the voice chat was a little wonky. Uh, so I would still probably want to get the console that all my friends are going to get if I had to pick one. Anyway, we'll wait and see. We'll wait till E3 yeah. time, even though E3 is not happening. Uh, all right. We got some super chats still. Yes. Where were we at? Uh, you read one before. Which one did you? Yeah. Read? Uh, hold on. Sorry. Well, I'll read this one. Okay. T tie hen with uh $10. Hey guys, been watching you guys for years and have only done super chat once or twice. Have you guys heard of super blood hockey underrated eight bit arcade hockey game? And yes, it's on switch. I have uh, no, but now I want to know about it. Uh, hockey game, super blood hockey. Oh, this looks awesome. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see this. This is a PS4 trailer. Yeah, but if he says it's on Switch. Oh my god, it looks like the NES game, and I hate the NES game. I hate the <laughs> NES hockey game so much. Yeah, but there's blood in this one. There's blood. There's fighting. All right. This, yeah, arcade-style hockey. So this is not, this is going to be, like, super crazy. This is not going to be, like, the NES version. 
All right, I'm willing to give this a shot. Yeah, this looks this looks fun. It looks just like the NES game. You pick the country just like, like the NES it, game. This does not look like it plays like it. No, no, it doesn't. And look, oh there's God. a franchise mode. All right, I'll give it a shot. Wait, wait, wait. Did you see? I just saw this in the franchise mode. Like when your character, one of your teammates gets injured, you can decide whether or not to pull the plug on them. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo, this game looks awesome. My good lord. Uh, all right. We also got Eric with five dollars. Eric should be called Bob slash Will Tracing. Who the blank is Ray? Instead of blank, he said switch clicks. In. Yeah. Uh, oh, you don't know Ray? Ray Star Wars? Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Kyle Luang with $5. If you play a game for SSD on HDD, it will stutter since the game is expecting the asset now. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mark Cerny said PlayStation 4 games, you could probably get away with using a, a hard drive. Yeah. Uh, but you you would still probably want it on a solid state drive to make it run faster. Yeah. But PlayStation 5 games it seem, and, and Xbox Series X games, it seems like you probably won't even be allowed to use the hard drive Yeah. to, to run those games. But you can store them there and import them later, at least on PlayStation. I don't know if it's going to be like that on Xbox. I mean, probably. It'll probably be very similar. Uh, Mango Head Soul with $5. Bob, during the Indie World watch along, you said, Is that is this that pinball game? Were you talking about Creature of the Well? It came out already. It's very good. I think I was talking about that. I did not know it came out. Oh, that's a game that should have been at PAX. Why can't I freaking click on it? Creature of the Well. Yes. Why haven't I played this? I was excited about this when I. So it. Oh, is my stream deck not going to work? Oh, here we go. Wait, which one was Creature of the Will again? It was, uh, it looked like a top-down dungeon crawler, but you hit a ball and it bounced oh, off the Oh, right, 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 right. So it was like a pinball game. Yes. Yeah, this looks sick. Uh, apparently it's out. Oh, there you go. When did it come out? Can I get it? It's on uh, Steam. Uh, it is on the eShop. Yeah, 15 bucks available now. I will get that. Uh, Super Blood Hockey is also 15 bucks, just FYI. Oh, God. Um, all right, I gotta unbox something. Okay. Uh, or do we do the tweet? No, we unbox. Unbox and then tweet Louis. All right. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff. Hold on. That's my hymns. That two of these are from Hong Kong. Okay, should I be worried? Yes. <laughs> oh, I hit a button. Okay, so uh, let's do one at a time here. Uh, I think I need to disconnect my. Yeah, hold on. This is good. Okay. You're not going to be able to see me for a hot minute. Well, okay. There we go. Oh no, where'd he go? Uh... Boop, boop. Oh, there we go. Yay. Oh, wait. Hey. You want to go down here? Boop, boop. There we go. Okay. Give him my knife. All right. 
So I can't see what the hell you're doing. No, you'll have to see it on a delay. Sorry, well. All right. It's all right. I'm going to eat my snack. So this. There it is. They always. It always looks like a brick of cocaine. This could be one of two things. It's either a switch dock or it's an emulator device thing. I think this is the emulator device thing. Yes! LD300. It's not called that. This is called some. I think this has many names. Uh, is it the one that looks like a switch? It looks like a switch light. Yes. Yeah. Uh, switch light emulator? What do I call this thing? A uh, portable gaming device. I should probably look in my emails. Mm-hmm. Retro Future did a video on this. I also saw uh, Gizmodo had an article on it. I wanted to make this video last week, but I did not. Yeah. Pow Kitty Q90. That's what this is, even though it says LD300 on it. Yeah. There it is. Wow. It looks like a Switch Lite. Where is my Switch Lite? Let me get my Switch Lite. Oh, the color is not the same. That is a different color. It looks the same on camera, but uh, it is definitely bluer. There it is in all of its glory. Uh, this is probably going to be very similar to the uh, the Pocket Go. Does it have juice? It has the same, uh, same UI as the old Pocket Go. Yeah, he's even got like the analog nub. What type of games we got on here, baby? You wanna what what name a game, Will? Uh Super Italian guys. I bet you they got one of them on there. <laughs> okay. Uh Super Famicom. What's the go B is the go button, okay. Super Mario World. Let's go. Here we are. You hear that? I do hear that. Oh, there's a start button and a plus button. Yep. How's it feel? How are the buttons? The buttons are good. They're all membrane buttons. Okay. The thumbstick, there's a little thumbstick. Yeah. It's way better than... Uh... Oh, nope. I spoke too soon. <laughs> the one on the new Pocket Go is not very good. Yeah, this is not very good either. It's the same. It gets stuck. Like, you can't have a thumbstick get stuck. Oh, yeah. That's no uh, bueno. I'm going to have to test this and see how the screen tearing is, but it seems... Oh, no, there's screen tearing. Oh, it feels like there's input lag. Uh, I can't tell the screen tearing. I might have spoken too soon. Uh... I'll have to test this extensively. All right. It, I mean, the screen looks really good. And I like the way that this looks like a Switch Lite. But I feel like the Pocket Go is still going to be better than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn that off. Put this away. Uh, very cool. I will 
have a video on that pretty shortly. What else do we got in here? Oh, it comes with a USB-C cable. That's nice. Nice. Very cool. All right, next thing I got here. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is a new Switch dock that's on Kickstarter right now. And I know I usually don't do Switch dock stuff because they're all dangerous. <laughs> but I got to come out of my comfort zone, you know, Will? Yeah, you got you to gotta try, you know? This is another brick of cocaine. This is already open. So that's the power brick. That's the dock itself. What else is in here? Just nothing? This is the Dongi. The Dongi, that's what it's called. D-O-N-G-I-I. Uh, okay, what's in here? Is this a power brick? Oh. Okay, that's the dock. It's a little tiny. It's a little tiny thing. And then this is the power brick. That's a, the brick is bigger than the dock. Jeez. That's wild. Okay. Um Oh. I think I know what this is. Now this that is I a, finally see it on screen. Why are there two power bricks? What's it called again? Dongi, D O N G I I. And it comes with a USB-C cable that better be uh, 56 ohms or whatever you call it. Yes, I think I sent this to you on Twitter as a joke. <laughs> well, I got it. Nice. So how does this work? Oh, no, I sent you something different. Oh, so, uh, so this dock goes into the back of the... Uh, this it goes into the back of the yeah. uh of the ch charge brick yeah okay and then you and plug then all your cables in that way and use the cable to plug in your nintendo switch yes that's pretty cool uh use it at your own risk of course because it's a dock mm -hmm. hey now you have an extra switch to test it out with <laughs> true true that I should, uh, I should just, I'm going to use this dock for a while and see how long it takes to brick my switch. Yeah. No, th the problem is you can't back up your saves. You know, you got cloud uh -huh. saves, but not for everything. According to this Kickstarter, uh, the Dongi can also, uh, support Bluetooth audio devices. Oh, that's another big thing with this is that it has yeah. Bluetooth in the dock. That's something Nintendo should get get on. You know, as a oh, Switch gamer, does the oh sorry, I played audio for a second. Yeah, this is their Kickstarter. They already meet their they already met their goal. Uh, yeah. Again, don't don't kickstart this. Wait until it's out in the wild. People have tested it and can make sure it's not going to affect your Switch. Twenty-two Why days to go. So this must have been kickstarted. Really, like immediately. Also, in the pictures and in the pamphlet, uh, the dock sits flush when you plug it in. This doesn't. Mm -hmm. it, it's got a little dip. I don't know why that is. Oh, there's a little. Yeah, there's a. It looks like there's like a part missing or something. I don't know. That's weird. It looks like you can either plug it directly into the wall or you use like the white bit as like an extension cord. 
Yeah, the white bit has a USB-C. That, but... Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, so you need the... No, wait, no. That doesn't make sense. The white bit doesn't make sense. I think the white bit is an extension cord. Um... Yeah, they have a picture of the white bit as, but but it doesn't have a. There's no way to plug the black bit into the white bit. That's weird. You can do, you can do this though. But that kind of defeats the purpose. That's weird. Uh, in the pamphlet. Oh no! Wait, yeah, you can't. Yeah. All right. In the pamphlet, they have a picture of this where you have mm -hmm. the. Uh, you use the white bit as you plug it directly into the dock. They also have a picture of the the entire thing, both black bits, going into the white bit, but there's no way to do that. Right. So I don't... This is all very confusing. Whatever. That'll be a video for another time because I want to play with the emulator device first because this is going to be getting into docs again is going to be a whole thing yeah the last thing i have here is a t-shirt from discord that i don't need to put in an unboxing but uh <laughs> i got it it's here so why not nice you know uh here it is i think it's a long sleeve it's a long sleeve t-shirt says discord partner wow look at that yay uh, wow thanks discord okay uh tweet of the week Tweet of the week! Tweet of the week! Tweet of the week! This is from uh, Sabrina, or Nerdy and Quirky, and it says, this is like the exact opposite of that Pokemon Go summer. <laughs> Get it? Yep. Because we're all stuck. Yeah. We're all... Well, like, apparently all Pokemon Go is implementing a, uh, a feature so you don't have to leave the house. A stay the hell home feature? Yeah. How are they going to do that? Because that's I don't know. Because you, you leave. All right. Now is when we talk to you people real quick because we're yes. late. Yeah, we're very late. So as always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfdenLive. If you left a comment on last week's WolfdenLive, this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. Uh, once again, I forgot to open Discord. Oh, you. Uh, Merdam says, how have you not heard of the Genki Covert doc? I have. I've heard of every doc. I just don't want to freaking talk about them. Yeah. But now yeah, I'm biting the bullet. I'm getting back into the doc game. Uh, hashtag Wolfden Live. We got this one right here from Simone Stig. Uh, it says, Hi, diddly ho, quarantinos. And then the next one is a picture of all of the snakes uh, attacking that man. Hearing that the human's annual St. Patrick's Day warding ritual has been canceled, the snakes uh, reinvaded the island of Ireland to reclaim uh, their former lands. <laughs> colorized <laughs> nice any simpsons memes you want to send to me on twitter please do so we got muhammad hater who we use hashtag wolf says i've been watching old videos you guys talk about batman dark tomorrow a lot 
Yeah, we talked we, about it once or twice. No, we talked about it a lot, and then we finally did a backlog episode on it, and then we stopped I don't talking, about talking about it that much. I mean, it's a bad game. It's a historically bad game. Yeah, that's like our barometer for bad games. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know of a game worse than that. <laughs> uh, Mecca ain't scared of no coronavirus. That's their name. All right, is that Mecca Dragon? Says, how much do I have to donate to Wolf Den Live for you to draw Sonic Live? Nothing. I will never. <laughs> how dare you? I did uh, on twitch.tv slash Bob Wolf. Remember those days? Yeah. All right. Last week's Wolf Den Live. This is when everybody's going to be mad at me for how, for my stance on E3. Yes. Sarah Anderson, I'm new to all this stuff, so I'm thankful you guys do these videos so I can learn and catch up with the world on what the gaming biz has in store. And I love, I just love this channel in general. Great content. Just the pick me up I need if I'm having a bad week or if I want to see what gaming content is out there. Suggested or recommended is nice too. There's a lot of smiley faces in this. For sure, I'll be watching slash listening in for more. And be safe. That COVID-19 is sure scary one. Well, thank you. Thank you for the nice comments, Sarah. Thank you very much. I'm sure it will be the last one we read for the day. And a big old smiley face right back at you. Yeah. Joe, the shooter nerd, says E3 isn't dead. It closed due to coronavirus concerns and to keep people healthy. E3 2021 is already planned. Have a nice day. That's because the name of the stream was E3 yeah. is dead. Um, I think I mentioned in the stream that it's not necessarily dead because they are going to do it next year. It's, But I do say um, this puts a damper on the whole thing because E3 was already in a bad spot right. like from a public viewpoint. Um, so they needed to reinvent themselves and they didn't get to do it this year. So that might carry over to next year. So, you know, they... You know, all the bad will. It's just not looking good. It's just not looking good for them. And I kind of hope it's dead. David, not a good look for you guys to be whining about how only you are important enough to be at E3. Might be true, but optics, guys. That's what I was talking about. I was getting a lot of crap before, but I addressed in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, We are not more important than you Mm -hmm. people. We are just as important as the media, though. <laughs> but they are not important, more important than you guys either. Just set the freaking thing up as a uh uh. Just set it up better. There need, needs to be organized better. It doesn't matter if it's open up to the public or open up to the media or whatever. It just needs to be organized better. It needs to be organized in order to handle either the public or just the media. Yes. Christoph Skalski, I don't get people who are getting mad about exclusives coming over to another platforms. It is some kind of weird tribal mentality. Console wars aren't real. They're just freaking memes. That being said, I'm PC and Switch player that can't wait to play Dath Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn. But then again, I wasn't mad when PC exclusives like Divinity Original Sin 2, Undertale, or XCOM came to consoles. Yeah, you can't be mad when other people get to play a game. It's great. It's great news when other people get to play a game. Not everybody has the console that you have. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, I don't know who said this because he didn't put who said this. Mm-hmm. Bob acts like just because he has a YouTube channel, he deserves to be treated on the same level, if not greater than websites online that are over four times the size of his channel. 
Why should some random YouTuber be able to enter this at the same time as IGN, Ga Giant Bomb, GameSpot, etc., but not let the general public in until the next day? YouTubers are closer to general public and should be considered so from a business perspective. Thinking that having a YouTube channel automatically makes you better than the general public is toxic. That's the part I don't I don't think that. I do not think that. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think we're just as important as, as the big players. And here's why. Because the reason we don't do reviews and stuff of games is because we don't get games as early as people like IGN and stuff. And that means we can't compete in that space because they have priority. You, How are we... When we when I upload a video on a topic, like for example, when the Switch Lite came out and I uploaded that video, I am directly competing against the IGNs and the giant bombs and the game spots of the world. And how the hell am I supposed to do that? How the hell am I supposed to be able to compete with the IGNs and game giant bombs and game spots of the world? No. It ha it works. It happens. My videos do good. I do directly compete against them. So God is on my side, you know? <laughs> but when a new game comes out, like Animal Crossing, and IGN gets it like a month early, I just cannot compete at all. Uh, and that's bad. Because there's plenty of people here who are watching that would much rather hear me talk about a game than hear a big player like IGN talk about it. There's a lot of people who hate the big players for whatever reason. I don't. I think they're great. No. Um, but we need to be able to compete in that space or else you won't have competition. You'll have these big players monopolize game reviews and monopolize E3 content. And then you won't have anybody else come in from the bottom to also contribute. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I think we're just as important because you, there needs to be more perspective on, on the subject. Mm -hmm. And there can't be if I'm a week late on the topic. Cause then when you go to Google switch light review, you're going to get friggin' IGN and I'll be buried. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Is that Did I say anything wrong? Everybody tell me now. So I don't have to come back next week and address what I said wrong. Oh, now we're in the chat by the way. Yes. So we can get the hell out of here and will can go. Uh, feed the baby, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I do. I breastfeed. Uh, I didn't even put the hashtag. Well, then how did, how did uh, Fred know to pull your tweet then? Uh, hen 12 I'm glad you guys are interested in Super Blood Hockey. Hell yeah. Also, Bob, why is your personal channel not called Lone Wolf? LOL, missed opportunity there. Love the apartment tour, by the way. Damn it. <laughs> I got to work. I got to put another video out on there. Your your branding is bad and you should feel bad. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I've been shooting some, uh, some uh, coronavirus uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, I went out to Long Island today for a hot minute. Yeah. Documented a little bit of that. I, I'm never doing that again. That was uh, that was dangerous. Um, Rebecca says, "I would 100% rather Bob hear Bob talk about a game." Thanks, man. Uh, uh, Marco Marcos says, "Will as a Spanish speaker, I love when you say no bueno." Ah, oh, gracias. <laughs> 
uh, Fred says that last YouTube comment was the asshole that made Will get his degree down a few weeks ago. <laughs> there you go. He's back. He's back. He's still he's still subscribed. Yep. <laughs> so who's the fool? Mega Dragon, Bob, how can I get through this quarantine? Uh, play a lot of video games, you dummy. Yeah. Also, uh, get food delivery and tip them very well if you have the beans. Yes. Um, also, movie studios are starting to release the, their movies on digital platforms super early. So you don't have to go to the movies anymore. Uh, Birds of Prey, I think, comes out at the end of the month. Uh, Bloodshot comes out next week on iTunes. That movie just came out. <laughs> Uh, Ouija says, which console do you think will release first by Christmas? Uh, I honestly think they're either going to release at the exact same time or PlayStation is going to be first. Because... All signs are pointing to the Xbox One releasing first. You think so? Yeah, because they're so much more confident and like open about like what their system is and what they're offering. But the rumors are that PlayStation is going to be in November also. Right. I mean, November's there's 31 days in November. Yeah, so. but if xbox says thanksgiving that's pretty late in november right but just just because they say thanksgiving doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be that week i that's why i think they're going to be the exact same time which would be weird yeah uh i'm gonna read like one or two more and then we gotta leave uh kool-aid says bob in a perfect world what would be the one thing you wish existed or didn't exist for gaming that's a that's a broad question. Remember back in the day when all I wanted was a tablet? Yeah. A portable tablet that played video games? <laughs> the one thing I wish existed for gaming. Uh, I wish there was more of like a phone, all-in-one gaming phone that like was actually good. You know? Yeah. Because the... It's like a ca everybody always says the best camera is the one that you have with you. I think the same thing about gaming devices. The best gaming mm -hmm. device is the one that you have with you. So if all you can have is your phone, I think that there's more of an opportunity to have. Just you should, All you need is a little nib and two buttons. That's it. And I don't know why nobody can get it right. Um, I would say the one thing I wish for is just easier access to like older games yes that's because you know backwards compatibility is great but it's not 100 percent um it's not very easy to play uh a lot of nintendo games like some of the best nintendo games you can't play right now um in a very easy manner um if you own the game like from a previous console and that console doesn't work you're out of luck you're boned yeah so that i think is something i would appreciates greatly um all right i got one more okay uh we'll try to do this quick but uh joe ayertz did you hear the rumor about sony possibly purchasing metal gear castlevania and silent hill ips oh. from konami just simply typing this is enough to give me a half chub I forgot to put this in the keep. That is big a, news. This was a big thing that blew up on Twitter recently, and I feel it's important to discuss. There is no way this is true. There is absolutely Why do you think no that? way that this is this is accurate. Why? 
why would Konami give up these IPs? Because they're the most valuable IPs. Yes, they're okay, not do they're not technically doing anything with them right now, but Konami is a very petty company. They're not going to sell these IPs, especially with if there's the hint of a possibility that Kojima could work on them. I think that it would make a lot of sense for them to sell it because they're not going to do anything with it. Uh, they can't do anything with it, especially Metal Gear. They can't do anything with that. With that, well, they could. They could. It would just be Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, and it would be garbage again. Yeah, like that's just a waste of money. Yeah. Um, I think that they would get a lot more bang for their buck if they just sold all that stuff. I mean, they should. Castlevania, I don't know. Castlevania, they could still make a lot of money on old ports and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear, I think they could make a lot of money selling that to PlayStation. I feel like, because remember, Konami also owns like Contra and Bomberman and Rocket Knight Adventure and Frogger. Oh, and they, they own all these Adventure. other IPs. This rumor only specifically targets their big three. Mm-hmm. If, if Konami was going to sell off their video game division, they would sell off their video game division. They would not sell their big three and only their big three. That's a good point. Just keep the smaller ones. That's a good know? point. They should just license it out. They, they should. should license out Metal Gear and and Castlevania, and keep and keep the IP. Just just license it out and be like, okay, here PlayStation, you do it, and yeah. uh, you know. Give, just give us some money <laughs> but they won't <laughs> yeah no they sh- they i mean i would love a new metal gear game that's fully like playstation backed and just let yeah Ko- Koja- like kojama <laughs> let kojima just go nuts like he did with death stranding but for metal gear yeah um i would love to see what that silent hills was going to be like i don't care so much about castlevania i don't I mean, if they do like a Bloodborne style, that would be sick. Give Castlevania to From Software, and then I will play it. <laughs> they just need to like, you know, or give it back to Iga. <laughs> nah, he's good. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also, if you want to watch just a little bit of Wolf Den Live, maybe you want to send a specific segment over to your buddies and head on over to Wolf Den Clips where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down into bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. Go to twitch.tv slash Wolf Den. Click the bell tomorrow, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. I will be streaming uh, all the way up until Animal Crossing comes out. I'm going to try to get Animal Crossing early. We'll see how that goes. Also, uh, GameStop just announced that you can buy Doom a day early, but not Animal Crossing. I don't want to play Doom, though. So, just an FYI. I don't want to play Doom, though. Also, tomorrow's stream is a sponsored stream, and my sponsored streams usually get pretty wild. It's usually like a big surprise, and people are like, what the hell is going on? So, watch for that. 8 p.m. Eastern time over on twitch.tv slash wolfdom. I'll see you there. Uh... Thanks for hanging out. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Where's the bye button? Do I not have the bye button? Oh, there it is. Bye. All right, goodbye.